0: Hey, hey, welcome to Moments with Dara podcast, a space where you will be inspired, encouraged, and uplifted. Wherever you're listening or tuning in from, I want to appreciate each and every one of you. So today's guest is a tax advisor from New Jersey, USA. With 19 years of experience, she has fearlessly tackled corporate accounting, individual and corporate taxation, and IRS audits. As an enrolled agent, she has the superpower to represent taxpayers before the IRS. Beyond numbers, she has an outgoing spirit which leads her to teach financial wisdom to teens and adults. When she's not conquering the tax and financial world, she finds solace on the beach, embracing the sun and the waves. Welcome onto the show, Tesra.
1: Hello, thank you so much for having me. I'm truly honored to be here.
0: Awesome. So, what's your earliest childhood memory?
1: Let's see. My earliest childhood memory was of me in my crib, and my brothers were taking it apart. I remember watching them with screwdrivers, like taking it loose. I believe I was two years old at the time. You know that it is that's it makes me laugh every time i think about it because my brothers love to take things apart and that was like the first thing i remember them doing trying to break me out
0: <laughs> but it's so amazing how you're remembering something way way back when you were two years old
1: yes yes it is amazing people say that to me all the time like how do you remember something from when you were two i'm like you know i I just do. And I have other memories from that time period as well, but that one is my first and it's my favorite.
0: So would you say that your attention to detail, your vastness or your breadth in remembering things has assisted you into entering the financial sector? So,
1: because it is an industry where you have to be, you know, very attentive to the things that you're doing for your clients. And it it does feel like it's natural to me. It also feels like this is where I belong. And I think that that's why I just naturally rolled into this position that I'm in now.
0: So someone is listening into this conversation. Yes, she's a tax advisor. She's a financial advisor. How did you stumble upon this? And are you able to take us through a journey up until this point in your life and career?
1: Yes, and I actually had to share my journey a few times when I went to um, a couple of schools to talk to students on career day. Okay, so basically I had multiple things that I wanted to be growing up, from a chef to a psychologist, to a software engineer, and then I ended up becoming an accountant. But after working in the industry for a certain amount of years, I realized that I did not like doing that type of work and I no longer wanted to do that type of work. My father then suggested that I try taxation because that was actually the field that he was in at the time. So I gave it a shot and it just
0: took off from there it's interesting that your father um, gave you words of wisdom and you grabbed them fully and you took a leap of faith. So would you say that it was an easy step to make that transition? And if not, are you able to tell us how you overcame those challenges? Yes. And and, you know, this may
1: sound crazy, but it really was an easy step. I think part of the reason of why it was easy was because Because my father suggested it and I have full faith and trust in him as my parent. So when he gave me that idea, I'm like, this is my dad giving me an idea. Let me give it a shot in a real shot. Like, let me actually give this a full blown opportunity to see how I would take to it. And because of that, it made it an easy transition for me. He also was my guide for approximately two years in the beginning of my process, maybe even about three years and then he retired. So having him there also made it you know, a big relief for me as well. So I have to say, yes, it was easy. Now being a tax advisor is definitely something that is a bit difficult. It is challenging, I should say. Because the tax law is convoluted, there's a lot to it, there's a lot that you have to know and there's a lot that we still learn when we're in this profession, but it's a challenge that I accept and that I love
0: to take on. I like to hear that, that you take on challenges and you're ready to go. A client comes to you and they want assistance in their whole tax journey. How do you calm their nerves? Because many people feel you know, apprehensive about paying tax, about taxes. How do you help them through their tax journey?
1: So when a client comes to me, whether they have been down this road before, such as an adult who has filed for you know, a number of years, or whether they are new into the work environment, and this may be their first time actually filing a tax return, I explain the process to them. I explain to them what their role is, what my role is, and what a finished process will look like for them. I explain the additional support that I can provide if it's necessary. And I also explain the benefits of them filing a tax return. That way it alleviates a lot of stress that they may have because they know what's coming next and they know how the process works.
0: So you've mentioned that you give financial wisdom to teens and adults. So imagine teenagers are around you right now and they want to learn about money. What three things would you tell them once they are done asking you that question?
1: Oh, okay, so what would I tell them? So it's different for teens than it would be for adults because of the way that they process information. Let's see here. The first thing that I would tell them is that money is meant to be spent. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to spend it on items, but you could spend your money so that your money can make money for you. So you could spend it on an investment and let that investment turn around and give you more than what you initially spent or you can spend it on something that you enjoy or an experience that you would like to have, right? So things should come in moderation. You don't want to be too much here on this end and not enough on the other end. Maybe there's no such thing as a perfect balance, but you do want a well-rounded plan. Let's see, the second thing that I would mention to them about money is that you don't want to forget the important things in life because before there was currency, corn was the median of exchange. So you want to always stay grounded and remember the important things in life and that things are more important than money. Money has not been around as long as humans have been around. So stay grounded and stay focused on what your goal is and don't let money dilute that image or that goal that you have. The third thing would be, don't be afraid to ask for your worth as far as what the task is. Now, when the the term can be know your worth and ask for your worth, right? And some people will say, well, I'm priceless. And that is true, but there is still a price that you will put on a service or a product. And don't be afraid to know what that value is and to be able to ask that value from your customer or your client, because it's important to give quality, but also receive the value of the quality that you're given. And I know a lot of times people struggle with knowing that they should charge a price that represents the quality that they're giving.
0: You know it's interesting what you shared even if it was for the context of teenagers can be applied to us as adults because sometimes we forget that it's important to know our worth and it's important to put a price to what we are offering and it's just good to hear that from you and For someone who's listening in, someone may be thinking, well, I have put a price tag on my services and products, but I'm not getting any clients. Um, I I don't feel like I'm of value. How would you encourage them to know that it's okay to stand in your worth and to know your worth? You know, it's something that
1: comes with practice. It may feel weird in the beginning, and you may feel like I don't deserve this dollar amount, or I'm not worthy of this price. But the more you do it, or the more you make that price clear to your customer or your client, the more comfortable you will feel. Also, when you start seeing the transition that your client is going through by having your services or your products, it helps you see the value in it as well. Because sometimes people don't see the true value in it because they may not be tracking the progress of their clients. Say for example, someone that may have a skincare product. And over time, if you're tracking how your client's skin is improving with the use of your product, you may then say, you know what, I actually have a very good product that is worth this dollar amount. And it makes you more confident in it. It makes you believe in it and it makes you respect yourself and gives you the ability to be confident when you're asking for
0: your price. I I, I find that very interesting. You know, we don't track our clients' journeys. Once we make the sale, once we close the project, it's like I'm done. Money is in the bank. I don't need to track my client's journey. So that's a really great nugget where someone can track the client's journey and just pick insights through it all. And as you've said, if you have a skincare product, you can say, actually, I do have a great product and I can actually, you know, raise the price. And I have data to actually validate that.
1: Yes, very true. And to add on, when you're tracking a customer's journey, you may find that they're not receiving the progress or they're not getting the transition or the progress that you intend for them to get. And with tracking it, you can now improve your product or improve your service so that they can begin to receive that type of transition. And it will also give you confidence to increase your price as well. So even if your product right now isn't where you feel it needs to be, you can get it to where it needs to be by knowing where the flaws are and where improvements are needed. Now, nothing's perfect. So I don't want you pulling your product or your services apart and nitpicking and trying to find out what's wrong with it when it when sometimes good is good enough but if you truly feel that you need your clients to have a specific transition and they're not receiving that transition then you can make those improvements to get them in that realm or in that you can make those improvements to get them in line with the journey that you need them to be on
0: I like that. You know, everything can be improved. You don't need to stay static. You don't need to um, hold on to something and think that's that's all it can be. There's room for improvement. So a businesswoman or a businessman comes to you and he wants to scale or she wants to scale her business. Now we've tracked our clients' journey, we still aren't getting enough data. How would you encourage them or how would you support them in helping them see points in their business or in their customers' journey, how they could scale their business and gain investment in wherever spaces that they're looking for?
1: So if they're scaling, if they're tracking their clients' data and they're not getting enough data to be able to to see where changes are they may not be tracking the right things or their client may not be focusing on the right things so sometimes we have to guide people along the journey that we need them to take sometimes we have to give them instructions on what to do when they're on their own going through the process And other times we may have to just make it more clear of what what we are looking for and how we help. Because maybe our particular process doesn't help with 100 things. Maybe it just helps with 10 things that are on that client's list of things that they need assistance with. And you might have to get other experts in to help with the other 90 things, for example. So I'll give you an example of something that may be related into my field. Say I have a client that came to see me on January 1st and they would like to have a tax plan. So if I were to create a tax plan for them at that time, I would be using the prior year's data. And I would also do a projection of the current year. However, we know that it's just a projection. There may be some differences. So the client will have to come back again midway through the year for us to tighten up that projection, see what changes need to be made and also see if they're on track. Now, sometimes when clients come back, they may not have followed all the steps that they were to follow in the beginning of the year up through the middle of the year. So now I have to get them back on track to say, hey, you weren't following these steps. Was there a part of it that may have been confusing? Do you need extra assistance? And that helps them now, again, <laughs> I'm saying it again, but you know, I just want to make sure that the words of getting them back on track is what our role is, to make sure that they're going on the journey that we need them to go on when we're servicing them. And then usually by the time December comes around, we have a really good situation because I guided them throughout the year. I made sure they were doing the steps that they needed to do. And we were doing checkpoints to see, is does this need to be changed and adjusted or is this accurate
0: at that moment? I like that, guide them through the journey. If they're going off track, just become come back this way, come back this way. So what does it mean? <laughs> to be happy as an entrepreneur?
1: For me, being happy is no matter what challenge I face, no matter how hard it is, I've never said I'm quitting, I'm done, right? And I think that's because I find true happiness and joy in what I do. I smile when I wake up and I'm like, I'm about to go to my tax office and help people. (laughs) And I literally... Re, like, I enjoy doing what I do. When I talk to other people about it, I'm like, you should be a tax professional too, because it's fun. It's great. You change lives. People come to me and they thank me for how I help them sleep at night and take so much stress. I save, you know, situations and marriages where, you know, Two couples may have a conflict because of taxes, and now I resolved it for them, so they're at peace. You know, we make so many changes. So for me, true happiness is just being able to truly enjoy. Now, I know that not everyone may feel this way, and it doesn't mean that that you're not happy, and it doesn't mean that you should give it up to find something that will bring you even more joy. It just may mean that you might be in a season of being just satisfied or you know being contempt but that's your season for it it doesn't mean jump ship right it just means continue to strive on and still find joy in the little things and eventually the great joy will come back to you
0: yes be content in the season that you're currently in in the situations that you are facing If your younger self was seated across you right now what would you tell her i would tell her girl
1: don't give up (laughs) keep pushing through and you know those are the reason why i would tell her that is because it's what i continue to tell myself right and to have a second voice to tell you that just helps you go even harder but I do tell myself, don't give up because there are triumphs sometimes. And even though I've never said I quit, sometimes we go through our struggles and you need that reassurance that you're doing the right thing. You're on track. Keep pushing forward. Don't let your dream go. So I would just tell you, stick with it. Keep going. You're going to see how happy you're going to be and um, how happy you're going to make other people.
0: Yes, don't give up. Don't give up on those dreams it is possible to achieve them. So we're gonna switch gears a little bit. I'm gonna ask you random questions, share what comes to mind. Okay. (laughs) The The first one is you've been given an elephant, right? And you can't get rid of it. What would you do with the elephant?
1: I would make sure that I have enough land and resources to take care of the elephant and I don't know anything about taking care of one so I'm going to reach out to my community and and let them know I have this elephant I cannot get rid of it and that means that we are all going to have to take care of it and make sure that it's receiving the care and food and exercise and love that it needs. And I'm going to make sure that I have the right team to take
0: care of that elephant, including myself. I really love that response. You know, when we don't know what to do, it's okay to ask for help. It's, for, it's okay to reach out to your community and for them to support you in what you're doing. I like that. The next one is, if you could use one word for the rest of your life, what word would you choose?
1: Thank you. Is that two words though? No, it's one wh- well.
0: <laughs> well, okay. But it, it has the same it's message. A phrase. Yeah. <laughs> same message. Thanks. I like that. I I feel
1: always necessary to thank people for the time that they spend, the contribution that they spend, the love that they give, the help that they give, everything. And saying thanks. Helps. And just by saying thanks, someone may say, okay, let me do more for her. She just said thank you to me because I think that a lot of people forget to give thanks.
0: Totally. And with that, as we wind down this conversation, I want to thank you for taking the time for coming onto this show and for sharing your insights and your wisdom. Thank you so much. Thank you
1: for having me. I truly appreciate that I'm here.
0: And with that, is there any last thought that you want to share with the listeners or anyone watching out there? Yes. Um, be
1: happy with your choice in your current role that you have chosen. And there may be struggles, but continue to push forward. Now, if something truly isn't right for you, it's okay to understand that, accept that, and move into accepting what could be new for you and what is right for you. But give yourself grace, give yourself time, and be thankful for how far you've made it and also be appreciative of how far you're going
0: to go. So dear listeners, I hope you have picked up one or two things from this conversation. For me, it's be content with wherever you are in which in whatever season that you find yourself in and also be happy. Be happy. Life is, how would I say it? Life is precious and your life is not a mistake. You're here to serve a purpose and I hope that you can be happy. So until the next episode, continue being brave and be thankful.